guys. This series we're talking about is called In the Beginning. Okay, and from the next couple of months, I want to preach on series, and I want to keep a, a, a focus, and I want to keep you guys grounded, and we're going to learn a lot. Everybody say, I'm going to learn. Everybody go like, yum, 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 because learning is good, and it tastes good, all right? And so this series is in the beginning, and I was going along, and we were thinking, man, what would look good in the beginning? And I want you guys to look at this artist rendering of, of a man holding the world, God holding the earth in his hands. He holds it in his hands. And that's just awesome. I mean, the earth is so big. I mean, none of us have been in outer space, so you can really get the, the size of, of the earth. But God holds it in his hands. And he holds you in his hands. That's too deep for some of you guys, but you guys would think it as, as, you wait, as you're on your way out, as you're going home, before you go to bed, like, oh, my gosh. And you guys going to get it. You guys want to call me up like, I get it now. But God is so good. God is so big. And so right now, guys, I want to take you guys through the, through the beginning. In the beginning, okay? Genesis 1-1. If you know it on three, go ahead and quote it. One, two, three. In the beginning. <laughs> just got quiet. In the It's like at first everybody knew in the beginning, and then all the leaders finished it off. It's like you guys got to read your Bible. It's like sometimes I think that we, we miss Certain parts of the Bible, we just open up the Bible. God, lead me to where you want to speak to me. We open up to the middle. It's always Psalms. It's like God's speaking to me, the Psalms, again, you know. Guys, read your Bible. Get the word inside of you. So people are laughing because, like, that's me, you know. Or they don't laugh because it's you. It's everybody in this place. We used to be super spiritual. Open it up. Oh, God's speaking the Psalms again, okay. But, guys, where do we come from? Where do you come from? Now, where do you come from? We hardly think about this. It's something that we should take the time to think, well, I came from, well, Adam came from Sergio and Yolanda Nieves. One day, we'll just stop right there because just the thought of it is not right, okay? But let me tell you something. Do you ever think about where the world came from, where the earth came from, where everything came to, to being? I mean, we don't think about these things. All right. And it sure shows by our life because we don't even have a sense of a God. Before we even say, man, God created, if we understood who created it and the power and what he did, I think we'd start living it out. And so I want to go back and, and talk to you about in the beginning so we can get an understanding, not just about the beginning, but get an understanding of God and his great power because it's great. You read that story, I'm telling you, if you guys were to see the size of some of these these stars that are out there, I mean, we showed, I showed you what, Earth? Earth? Right now, there's, there's stars out in the galaxy called supergiants. And when you guys are in fourth grade or you guys take Earth science, you guys will get back to it and you guys will realize that these things are monstrous. I mean, they're big. You know, our sun, they say like our sun can fit like about 300 of our Earths, right? You know, they, they show you in those little books and they show you the comparisons. Like, that's a little marble. And this big old thing is the, our sun. It's like, man, we can fit Earth into the sun. But these supergiants are so big, you can take hundreds of our suns and fit it in there. And yet God holds it in his hands. As a matter of fact, I want to read to you guys something uh, from the Bible. <laughs> Some place we can read it from. And it talks about the supremacy of Christ. And I'm going off in a little rabbit trail, and I get back on it. But I want to talk to you about the supremacy of Christ. And watch this. It says this in, in Colossians 1. It says, he is the image of the invisible God. It's talking about Jesus now. He is the image of the invisible God. The first burn. 
forgive me, the firstborn over all the creation. The second person in the Trinity, God, Jesus Christ. This is what he's talking about right here. For by him, who's talking about Jesus, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And I want to talk to you guys about this God that created all things, that in him all things hold together, and it was created for him. I'm going to tell you right now, scientists, you know, what's the smallest particle? What's the smallest particle? It's called a atom, right? We learned that in school, right? But check this out. You know it has what? It's composed of three things, right? A proton, electron, and a... We got, some, we, got some, we got some smart people in this place, okay? So we're actually learning something in school. Praise God, okay? Now watch this. Do you understand that if that thing were to explode, the power, the intensity of those things, those things, they go in orbit, right? In the middle is the nucleus. Around is a proton and an electron. If you were to explode those things, guess what happens? A mighty explosion were to happen. If you were to separate it and take it off its course, that it goes in orbit around those things, it would explode. But scientists to this day... When you go down to it, you see it. Basically, you will see the atom, and it, it's, it's spinning. And it's just like, how does that thing stay together? Why does it keep on going in a circle? What's holding it in its place? And scientists to this day, as they study uh, creatures and they study, you know, science and all these different things, they're still wondering, like, I don't get how that holds together. Because if that thing were to break up, guess what happens? You guys ever heard of the A-bomb, the atom bomb? Guess what, how they make that? You just create all that, an explosion. Right? And it's like, how does that thing, that little thing hold together? If that thing were to break, oh my gosh, that chair that Jeremiah is sitting on wouldn't hold together. How does it hold together? What makes that thing keep on going in a circle? What tells it to keep on doing that? The Bible lets you know, in, th- in him, all things hold together. So when you look at that earth, when you look at those hands, it's just like, man, he's holding all that and he's holding me. It gives you a sense. Genesis 1.1, for all of us that read our Bibles, for those of us don't, in the beginning, God. Okay? That's the first thing. When you open up the Bible, when you start wanting to reading it, you get on a plan. I want to read the Bible in a year. I suggest you guys do that. When you guys open it up, you'll see in the beginning, God. That's the first thing you will read in the Bible. Some of you guys, that's the first thing, really? In the beginning, God. And then it goes on and it tells you the creation story. And I didn't put the creation story, the verses up here, because I wanted to talk about that. Just that, that blows me away. In the beginning, the Bible starts off, in the beginning, God. And the author of the book of Genesis, you know, when he was writing this down, you know, nowadays people have all these you know, ideas like, oh, this is how we came from. There was no God. There was a big bang and everything came off and we, we came from a fish. You see, at that time, point in time, the, the author of the Bible in Genesis, that's awesome because he was writing this in the beginning God. There were no ands, ifs, buts, because he wasn't thinking that's like, who's going to say anything else? There's God. In the beginning, God. Point blank. And now today we have our mind and we think we're so smart and we think we can figure things out that if we study more, like, oh, this had to happen. There was no God. And we'll do everything we can to push God out of the things in our, from our schools, in our families. In the beginning, God. God is the author of all creation. And I want to give you guys the creation story because some of you guys don't even know how everything came into being. You understand that. But God made it all. God made it all. Big Bang, evolution. You go back to school, and, and I had a, a teacher, bless the Lord, he was saved, but 
I mean, he had to teach the course. He had to teach evolution and biology um, and all these different things. So when it came to how the earth started, he we read the part in, in Earth Side my senior year. And <laughs> you can tell he didn't like it. He's just like, okay, guys, we're going to read the next chapter today. And he looks at it. He just sits down. He wouldn't want to move. And it's like, okay, read, read, read. And then afterwards, I come up with Mr. Zensky, like, why would you like that, you know? Because some lane taggers up in this place. You guys will know. He's just like, you know what? I don't believe. He's like, do you believe that stuff? I was like, no, I believe in God. Like, so do I. I don't like this stuff. And he said, we start joking around. We should start making fun of it. But hey, what? A lot of people think the Big Bang evolution. Guess what? I believe in the Big Bang, guys. And I was like, what? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Guys, I believe in the Big Bang. I believe there was a God. And bang, when he spoke, it, it happened. I probably messed that up, but, you know, we're about to go, womp, womp. <laughs> I still love you guys, though. I still love you guys. I know where you live. I know where you live. So guess this out, guys. We're going to go through the creation story. I'm going to find out some things you probably never knew. It's found in Genesis 1. If you read that, 1 through 26, you guys will understand what, what happened. But first off, day one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Day one, God created light and separated the light from the darkness, calling light day and darkness night. Okay, that's what happened day one. Day two, God created expanse to separate the waters and called it sky. Okay? And as you're going through this, we're missing some key things that, that I want to mention to you because I've read the passage. And basically the Bible says that God said... Throughout the whole entire creation story, it says that God said. Okay, it's not saying that God picked it up. God, you know, he's doing this and he's, he's moving his hands. He's twirling. It says God spoke. He, he said. What do you mean, Adam? He, he said. Like, like, literally, like, all he did was speak. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Wow. Wow. He's speaking Throughout Genesis 1, he's speaking, and things are forming. <laughs> imagine right now the, the size of this earth, and we think that when he separated the waters and called the sky, imagine the <laughs> everything just breaking apart, and we can see it forming. And as God is doing this, it just blows us away because it's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let's keep on going. Day 3, God created dry ground and gathered the waters, calling the dry ground land and gathered watered seas, and the gathered watered seas. On day three, God also created vegetation, plants, and trees. He's doing more every single day. He's giving us more. Day four, God created every living creature of the seas and every winged bird, blessings, blessing them to multiply and fill the waters and the sky with life. So right here on the day four, every living creature of the seas and every winged bird. And so that's you start having fish, you know, all these different things that you see in the air now today, birds. Pigeons were created that day. <laughs> so you guys know. Where do these things come from? Oh, we see in the city. We live in the city. Just a little break. There's pigeons everywhere. Like, where do these things come from? Day four. Day four, God created pigeons. Little side note for you guys. Day, day five, God created every living creature of the seas and every winged bird, blessing them to multiply and fill the waters and the sky with life. So as, as you as you sing these things, guys, is it the same thing? Oh, well. Whoops, I, I copied the wrong notes, but we can get into the Bible, and that is really bothering me. One of my leaders in the back, quickly, go on day five, find out what it is. All right, day six. I'm glad Ricky was the only one that caught that. What? Everybody's just like, yes, again, double. Everybody go, double. 
I love it. Give it to me twice. Amen. Day six, God created the animals to fill, excuse me, God created the animals to fill the earth. On day six, God created man and woman, Adam and Eve, in his own image to commune with him. He blessed them and gave them every creature and the whole earth to rule over, care for, and cultivate it. Do we have day five yet? Try day four. There you are. Day four. There you are, guys. Clap it up. Clap it up. We found it out. <laughs> Praise God. If you guys were to go home, he created it twice. What did they teach you at that church? Oh, praise God. And on the seventh day, seven days is one week. Everybody say, one week. See, God did it in one week. Day seven, God finished his work of creation. And, and he, she. Wow. Please do not take this verbatim. That is wrong. Can we just delete that? That's, I'm going to go in there right now. All right, guys, let's gather your composure. We're all grown-ups. Day seven, God had finished his work of creation, and he rested on the seventh day, blessing it and making it holy. Again, before we move on, I mean, I, mean, I don't want to preach something that is not close to my heart. And, and when you get the sense of, of the beginning... The creation story, Genesis 1. In the beginning, there was a beginning. Look, everybody in this place had a beginning, okay? You just didn't come out your parents' womb and just walking out like you're 17 and just like, I'm already going to lane tech. No, you know? You guys said you guys were babies, all right? At one point, you guys got goo goo goo. You guys have no clue of this world, okay? You had no clue of this world. In the beginning. Guys, I, I mean... We're talking about this so that we can know God, right? Amen? Amen? So we can know him more. And Adam, how is this going to help me know him more? And I want to tell you something. How many of you guys stop in the middle of your day, whatever you're doing, and just admire God's work? How many of you guys do that? You would go stop as you're walking like, that is a beautiful tree. <laughs> that is a beautiful tree. You start crying. That's a beautiful tree. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm not over here hugging trees. But, guys, I want to tell you something. If you understand that, that God spoke and what's happening, what's happening throughout the creation story, he's creating stuff. Life comes. Life is happening, guys. It's blowing my mind because sometimes we get so busy with life that we can't appreciate the simple things that God has given us. And we take for granted some of these things, like, you know, oh, I'm supposed to have it. And, and, I, and I encourage you, look at it like this. If there ever a time when you're walking throughout your, your, your life, this journey that we call life, this journey we call Christianity, when, as you're going on through it, if you ever feel like, man, where, where is God? Like, how can I know there's a God? You start having doubts, fears, things may come along. Just pause. Take a deep breath. And just realize that you're standing, you're on earth and when you look, and when I look at creation, guys, when I look at the sky, and when I look at the moon and the sun, what keeps it in place? What keeps it there? 
Creation is so vast. And as we keep on exploring, because there are scientists, there are people that keep on finding new things, more things. There are creatures, they said, that we still haven't discovered. That we still haven't discovered. I was in a biology class over at Wright, and our teacher, she was like on a panel of people that went researching new things. And she had to leave the last week of class because she was going on an, an adventure or an excavation to like Antarctica because they thought they found a new species. We're in 2011. We're finding new species. Species. That's the plural of species. Just in case you guys didn't know that. Species. Everybody stand three. One, two, three. Species. Okay. Don't don't believe your teachers. That's not species plurals. Okay. Species. Learn that in church. Okay. But they're finding new things. Oh my gosh. There's. I bet you guys didn't even know this. There's a fish. In, in, in the in ponds, you find them in, in lakes. But there's a fish called the archer fish. We're just, we're just going back and we're just examining what God did. It's just the creation. We're just marveling at it. There's a fish right now. It's called the archer fish. And it goes and it shoots streams of water really fast at bugs, at leaves. Because it's found in swamps. And so there's like things like, like um, grass and, and plants growing out from the pond and in the lakes. And so this thing comes along, how God made everything so complex, but yet so perfect. This archer fish goes and it shoots streams of water psh, at bugs, insects. Not because it's its food, but for fun. You know? How complex. And then when you look at it, just made, he made the archer fish God. <laughs> Guys, whoops. He made the archer fish, and as something as so small and, and insignificant as the archer fish, he made you guys. And you guys were the icing on the cake, you know, the cherry on top. When he created man and woman, I mean, he, that was it. He's just like, the Bible says he made us in his image. Wow. Wow. And really quick, day seven. I don't know if you guys caught this. What's it say? God had finished his work of creation. He rested on the seventh day, blessing it and making it holy. I don't know if you guys caught that. I said that he rested. Now think to yourself, does God need rest? No. Then why did he rest? Does God need rest? Everybody, does God need rest? He doesn't sleep. But he rests. He's admiring his work. And he was showing us everything that we looked at the life of Jesus Christ. Everything that he did was to show us, demonstrate for us how to do things. And God, on the seventh day, he rested. And just a side note, for everybody in this place, we get so busy in our, in our lives with school, with homework, with sports, that we have no time to rest. And I encourage you guys, as, as God, our creator, on that seventh day, he rested. Find a time throughout the week and, and make a time with, with the Lord and just rest in his presence. Amen? I just had to put that out there. And it was very good. You know, throughout this creation story, you hear God saying he stopped and he admires his work. And what does he say? It was very good. God. I thought that was really cool. It was very good. God. And when he made you, guess what he was saying? It was very good. It was very good. And today we, we had a word, and this goes right with it. And some of you guys may have a spirit of that, that self-condemnation. You guys came into this place, and you guys are like, I'm not good enough. That's what God is saying to you. Not what you're saying about yourself, because you fell, because you, you went without God. You went to a place that God said, don't go there. And you come back, it's just like, oh, I can't sing that song. It's just like. And you guys are like this. But God said when he made you, it was very good. Have God's opinion. Have God's view of yourself. Amen. And some three things 
We're going to be wrapping up three things that I want you guys to know. Three things. We talked about in the beginning. God's word brings life. When he spoke, when he spoke these things that we call like the super giants, the sun, the earth, you know, the, the cosmic belts, the, the, you know, the, the galaxies, everything that we know that was coming into being as he's speaking it each day. He's speaking it. He's speaking it. Psalms 33, 6 through 9 says this. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made by the word. Their starry hosts, the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of sea into jars. He puts them in deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. That's our God. That's my God. That's your God. Are you guys getting who I'm talking about? That's that God who spoke. Who spoke creation. I mean, we can marvel at, at, at oh my gosh, I, this and this and that, how everything works in its, in, its, in its symphony of how, you know, life is just produced and how everything's coming about, how you were here. Oh my gosh. He put all those things together. And that's the that same God that we're talking about that you have in your heart. I'm going to blow your minds right now. He holds the earth in his hands, yet he's in your heart. say it one more time. He holds the earth, the galaxy, the universe, everything in his hands. It's in his hands. Yet he dwells in your hearts. That gets me excited. When I have that, when I have that mindset, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to live in victory. We talked today in a 101 about being uh, victorious. When I have that mindset, I can do all things through Christ. You see, what happens when you have that mindset, you have people like Noah coming around and saying, you know what, I know there's a God, and your life starts to change. God's words bring life. Understand that. One little thing I want you to know, God's words bring life. How many of you guys have your Bible? Put it up in the air. Just wave it like you just don't care. Some of you guys' Bibles are broke. Pages are falling off. Like numbers? Who lost their numbers, you know? You guys don't even know that. But God's words bring life. How many of you guys are reading your Bible by a show of hands? Raise them up. <laughs> and today doesn't count. Oh, darn. <laughs> I didn't read my Bible this week. Guess what? We just learned that God's words bring life. What you have in your hand, let me, see, let me see this really quick. Thank you. This is the word of God. God's word. How do I know there's a God? He gives me his word. And as something as... as it's insignificant. I was just making some time. We think, we think it's insignificant. That's what we've gone to today. Oh, reading the Bible is insignificant. I don't have time for it anymore. You're so busy, you don't have time for the word. Thank you. Let me tell you something. If God's words bring life, I don't want to get myself into that thing. Because you know what? This world is full of people that would bring you down. Down, 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 down. And it's impossible. Even living for God, when you think about it, are you serious? That's, that's lame. Down, stepping on it. But when you get in the word, when you hide your face in, in God's word and what he says, it gives you life. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Come on. I said faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Where's he at? Get up here. Come on.
got to do it, guys, since it came about. Come on, run, boy. Come on, let's do it. Let me get a B. Come on. Drop it like it's out. Come on. We're waiting. And, uh-oh. I want everybody to stand up. Come on, everybody stand on up. Let's do this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Let me have my girl Lily come lead us up. All right. What? Oh. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. One more time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Put your hands up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Tap it up. Come on. Give it up for Davi on the drums. Dropping it hot every time. DJ Davi, for your next party, wants to play some Christian music. Call that man up. He doesn't own a DJ set, but he has an iPod. That's all that matters. Praise God. All right, let's keep on going, guys. We had some fun. Praising God is fun, right? We all got up for that. It's like, yeah, Adam. Second point. First one was what? God's words bring... Are y'all not awake? Point number one. God's words bring... I'm going to try this side. Ready? Point number one. God's words bring... Uh, <laughs> let's try. Point number one. God's words bring... One more time. One more time. Point number one. God's words bring... I think they might have it. Point number one. God's words bring... Everybody, point number one, God's words bring? Praise God. Point number two. <laughs> As your neighbor's just like, ow. I can't hear the message. You just took out my hearing. All right, and point number two, God made you. Well, duh. Okay, God made you. You are not a product of chance. Okay, you're not a product of chance. When things happen in life, you know, there's a God watching over you. There's a God looking after you. Okay, don't believe all that hype when you say you came from a monkey. I, I don't look like a monkey. Do I look like a monkey? Don't tell me I come from a monkey. The Bible says that I was made in his image. Come on, somebody. You were made in his image. Whose image were you made? God's. God's image. You were made in God's image. In God's image. Don't let nobody come up to you and say you're ugly. You're not good enough. Or you'll never preach. But you know what? You'll never be saved. That's just a joke. That's just a week. God made you. Not the part of chance. And it's not by chance that you're here today. It's not by chance. It's not by chance. Come on, praise God. You had a beginning, and there was God. We wonder in life, like, man, where where was God? You looked through life like I had this. This is my story, Adam. This is what I grew up with. You don't even know the half of it. Where was God? Where? Huh? Church, yeah. Singing? Yeah, I'm not going to. I don't own nothing. Guess what? You had a beginning. And there was God. Look what David says right here. Psalm 139 says, says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. 
My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. I read that. I can't help get the, the picture in my mind. You ever guys see someone knitting? My mom used to knit a lot. I used to watch her. And basically what she would do, she'd take out like the sabana. Sabana is like a blanket. That's Spanish for blanket, right? Like a thin blanket. And she'd take out the sabana and she'd pull out the little needles and she would take the yarn and the thread. And she would just, she would take her time. Literally, she would always try to make a design. And usually what she would make, she's good at making like these flower designs on like this blanket. And she has like this tablecloth where she made it. And I look at it like, oh my gosh, the detail. Like, no way, you made this? Like, yeah. How long did it take? A long time. It's like, what did you do? Like, did you take the little machine? It's like, I don't know. I knit it with my hand. What? And I'm looking at what she did. Like, you know, it was a flower. It, it was curved. It was bent. But it looked so awesome. The, the petals were red. The inside was yellow. And the middle part, like, like, had seeds in it. But it was, I was like, oh, my gosh, it looks real. It took me a long time. But I made it. Every single needle that was gone up. The Bible says this. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Wow. As you were in your mother's womb, there was a creator. He's knitting you together. And you're learning class and you see the pictures like from an embryo. When life happens at conception, when that happens, from when you're born, they have pictures of it. It's just like that thing keeps on getting bigger. Like what's happening at that point in time? Guess what's happening? The almighty God is knitting you in your mother's womb. Just brings the intimacy. Just makes it that much more real. He has to get so close. Everything about you looks perfect. He's putting it in place. And so next time the devil comes around and says, you're not perfect, you're not as pretty as those girls, you take that lie right back to hell. Say, you know what? I was knitted together in my mother's womb. God made me. Understand that. He made you. He made you. Why am I here? What is my purpose? You know? We're going back to the story of creation, and a lot of people say, well, you know what? If there's sin in this world, if there's all this in this world, why am I here? And that's a real question, and, and, and it hit me as, as hard as this. When I was in um, Lane Tech, they asked me this very simple question. I was a junior. Some guy came in the room. He had a suit on. And he was talking about this college, uh, and he wanted everybody to go there, but he was just telling them how great his college was. But at the end of his lecture, he said something that, when I heard it, when he said it, it's like, whoa, don't know. This is what he said. What do you want to do in life? What do you want to do in life? At that time, time, I was just this junior. I was playing baseball. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Elevate, let me ask you a question. What do you want to do in life? Why are you here? What is your purpose? Is it to be, you know, living in your mom's house, working at McDonald's your whole life? I don't know. Unless you guys want that. You guys can have that. You can have it your way. That's breaking, but. But guys, why am I here? What is my purpose? God made the sun. He made everything. And he made you. And before we close out, let me have everybody just stand to their feet. And Leilani, come on up. Why am I here? What is my purpose? I want to encourage you guys. We were talking about in the beginning. We had a good time understanding where everything came from. 
understanding that God's word brings life, understanding that God made you. You know, don't believe the stuff about evolution. You came from a monkey. The Bible said he knit you together in his mother's womb. But why am I here? What is my purpose? And, and I want to encourage you guys, because when you guys come to church, you guys are thinking, okay, here comes Leilani. She's playing the soft music now. He wants us all to be pastors. I get it, Adam. You want me to preach next week? Okay, all right, I get it. No. You know? And sometimes when we come to church, it's just like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to become the best evangelist, I got to become the best missionary. Some of you guys have really good, you know, um, ideas and visions for your life. Like some of you guys here might say, I want to I be a doctor. And that's good. You know why? Because we need Christian doctors. Praise God. If everybody that came to church was just a Christian and became a preacher, then who would we preach to? We would preach to ourselves. We need Christian doctors. Guess what? There's going to be people coming into that one doctor's day, one doctor's office, and they might be going through something. They just came and get a physical, but they can share the word of God because they know him and have a relationship in their heart. I'm looking right now. I'm looking in front of me, the generation of this world, the next generation that will come in and that would lead this country to where it would be. I'm looking at it. Right now, I'm looking at you. You guys can see me young today. My sister had some friends over from, from her eighth grade. And the last time I remember seeing some of these kids, they were this small. And they were talking, Adam! Later, Adam! I'm just like, that little kid. And I was walking out before I head over here. I see that very same boy. He was a man. He was about my height. He's a U.S. Marine. He's big. And he's just like, what's up, Adam? Right now he goes and he protects our country, and that's what he does. But I never would have saw it then. Your purpose. Why am I here? First things first. You were created by God and for God. (laughs) Wow. You were created by God and for God. First things first. Basics. Your life is his. As much as you want to rebel from that and say, no, it's not, no, it's not, no, it's not. You can pray all you want, but no, it's not. When you die, you will stand before God. And he'll say, now what? It's him who's laughing. Yes, it is, man. You were created by God, for God. And whether you'll grow up to be doctors, politicians, you know, teachers, you know, whatever you may be famous baseball players we need famous Christian baseball players come on somebody we need them whatever God may call you to be first things first he's in your heart you want to know him and make him known know him and make him known right now with every eye closed and every head bowed come on close your eyes I want to know him and make him known You know, that's it. You know, whatever God may call you, whatever God may do in your life, wherever he may may lead you. Some of you guys may even have a call to ministry. Hello, somebody. Some of you guys may have a call to ministry, and you don't know what it is, but every time you come and worship, you feel God just tugging at your heart. He's putting, like, the nations in your heart. And every time you go to sleep, you're having visions, you're having dreams of the nations. You see yourself preaching, you wake up like, what is this? That's a call of God in your life. 
And some of you guys in here have that call. Come on. I want you guys to just start praying from where you're at. Right now in your seats, just go ahead and start praying. Just start seeing God from where you're at. Let me have my altar workers come on up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Right now there's there's people in this place that uh that have lost their purpose. They have lost the vision, the goal. And right now some of you guys here it's just like hard to even grasp what I'm saying. But we're going to pray right now first for those people who say, you know what? I've made my life about everything else except for him. The author of life. I've made everything else except for him. You know what? I want to find my purpose in him. That may be not everyone in here, but there's some people in this place. You know what? I want to make my purpose Jesus Christ again. My life to know him. I want that. I want to be saved. I want to know that I'm saved. You know? So if that's you right now, I just invite you up. Just come up to a leader. Let them encourage you. Let them pray for you. You know, we rebuke every spirit of condemnation in Jesus' name. Just come from your seat right now. Come on, you know God's been tugging at your heart. You want to find your purpose in him? Come on up. freedom in this place. Freedom in this place. freedom in this place oh Jesus you bring us freedom oh my purpose is in you oh nothing else matters come on come on guys we have time we're not in a rush right now out of respect for everybody else I want everybody to close their eyes and bow their heads we're not going to get distracted right now we're going to make this time about Jesus Christ come on As Lilani keeps on playing right now, in an attitude of prayer, I'm just going to speak this word that I, that I heard in my heart. 
that I felt the Lord just give to me right now. As you guys are praying, all eyes closed, every head bowed. Come on, the Lord is moving right now. Let's not miss out. I feel the Lord just give me this word. Your heart's not in it. Your heart's not in it. God's saying your heart's not in it. That's why it's, you feel far. And that's why even sometimes in, in ministry or, or in school, it gets hard. And we're going through the motions. God is saying he's breaking the hard hearts. He's breaking hard hearts right now. Mm. Come on, if that's you, I want you to place your hand over your heart right now. Come on, if that's you, you know you have a hard heart. Come on, I want you to place your hand over your, your heart right now and just say, God, break it. God, break it. Come on, break it right now. I pray for every hard heart to be broken in the name of Jesus. Every hard heart to be broken in the name of Jesus. Come on, guys, we're going to keep on moving right now. If you're still getting prayed for, amen, but I want everybody, I'm just going to loose everybody. Everybody to come from their seats to come on up. And right now we're going to be praying for other people. Come on up. Everybody just come on up. Get to these altars. Come quick. Come quick. Right now we're going to be praying for everybody that we want to see know Jesus Christ. We're going to pray for our family right now. And we're going to pray that God would reveal himself to them. Come on. Come on, come on up to these altars, guys. I'm inviting you right now to pray for family, to pray for people you want to see saved, and you guys remain in your seats. Come on. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Does everybody come on up? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If my leaders are done, they can face this way. And as you guys gather around these altars right now, I want to, want to let you know something really quick. If you're praying, pray. In the beginning, everything had a beginning. God didn't have a beginning, but you did. And your relationship with God had a beginning. For some of you guys, you guys had that, you know, kindled again today. But guys, right now, we, we want to lift up those that don't have that beginning relationship with God we want to pray for our family we want to pray for our friends okay because think about it we're, we're getting back into Genesis and we're learning all about God and we get so excited but when we go home we realize that the people that we love the most don't even know about that same God about the things he did and we want to know him corner as Leilani keeps on playing I'm gonna put up the music but just cry out to God I'm gonna give you guys the next five minutes just cry out to God and just really pray for those you want to see come to Christ some of you guys might be praying for your brothers your sisters your mom your father your best friend in high school come on I want you guys to pray from right now come on take the next five minutes just pray come on
Come on. Some of you guys are still praying. I just want to speak this over to you guys. And Some of you guys are really crying at these altars. Some of you guys are really pressing in because you know what? It hurts when you go back home and you're faced with the reality that they don't know Christ. Guys, we want to encourage you. You know, we have many things right now in this church. We have a winter retreat that I want you guys to be excited. I want everybody in this place to come. But you can invite your family. You know, it's $50 to come, but if you don't have it, it's F-R-E-E free. Come anyways. We have a powerful word. We're just going to have a great time, and it's a great way to say, hey, you know what? Come out with us. We're going to just love on God and just have fun. So, God, we thank you right now for for the lives you've, you've given, God. And we thank you for the purpose that we find in your son, Jesus Christ. That salvation is for every man, for everyone, God. And we thank you, God, that some people here today, they found their purpose back in you. Father, for, for some people today, they were encouraged to know that everything, you're in control. And God, we bless you, God, because you're awesome and you're mighty. How dare we just come and just say, God, give me, give me, give me, without coming back and saying thank you. So we thank you right now for this thing called life that we may take for granted sometimes, God. But with this life that you've given us, God, we'll praise you. We'll give you glory. We'll acknowledge you. And we'll remember that you hold everything, that you're in control. God, and we believe that you're in control of our families and our friends. And for those people, Father God, that the youth, the students that we're praying for, God, the Lord... You will do a great work, Father. You would use us to reach them, God. See, Father, we come back to the beginning. Not just this is a great story, but to know you more. And that's our purpose. So, Father, Lord, from when we leave this place, to know you more. As you unveil your purpose in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. God, Lord, I pray for this youth, Father. They will just draw closer. Draw closer in Jesus' name. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Thank you for this time, God. Thank you for everything you've done. And Lord, we love you. And in Jesus' name, everybody said, come on. Amen. Praise God right now. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Just before you guys leave, just before you guys leave, because I just, it's awesome and great. Can you put that last slide of my, of, uh, my notes up? Last lot of the notes. We're going to go right through it. Man, we're waiting. There it is. Spend time to know him. Great ways. I had it up. I forgot to point. Great ways to know him. Church. All right. We got that. Small groups. We got the JC Soldiers, Warriors for Christ. Christian Fellowship. Bible College. Summer Winter Conventions. Retreats. Guys, these are great ways to just fall in love with God and just getting to know Him. All right? So you guys are dismissed. Tell somebody you love them. Go ahead and give them a hug. Before you leave this place, find two people. Tell them you love them and give them a hug. Praise God.